Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Hangouts and Headlines, October 13th, 2022 edition. I'm told it's not Friday today, but it is the 13th, and sometimes it feels a little bit like Friday the 13th, and you do like to have those hit in October, even though I prefer Nightmare on Elm Street. But that's enough about me. How is everybody else doing? Hopefully, the happiest place on YouTube, the happiest place on the internet, maybe the happiest place on Earth based on Disney World and Disneyland increasing basically every price you've ever heard of. But maybe I'm giving you a preview of what tomorrow's episode might be about. Who knows? I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear where you're hanging out. I want to hear how you're feeling. I know the internet is the internet. Things can happen. Uh, but uh, I really want to just chat with everybody. What are you up to? What are you watching? I, I really did hear that Andor was good. I didn't get a chance to see it yesterday. Um, but uh, I'm uh, I'm just happy to be here with y'all with a big episode, right? Big episode. We've got bad reporting. We've got Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We might have surprise guests. Who knows? It's a big episode of Hangouts and Headlines. I hope everybody isn't letting the world get them down. Because sometimes the fall, at least here in Michigan, it can be rainy, it can be overcast. But you know what? It can also be breezy. It can be beautiful. It can be fun. So don't let anything anywhere get you down, folks. We only have one life to live. It's too short as it is and too short for getting worked up about stuff. Uh, let's see here. I'm having a darn good morning here in New Hampshire. I see a lot of chats coming in. This is fantastic. Lucky. I saw Lucky donated tw uh, 10. I almost said 12. I don't think you actually hit 12. Uh, donated 10 memberships on the channel. Lucky, thank you so much for that support of the channel. That is awesome. I really appreciate it. I know the people that get those memberships really appreciate it. That is really, really sweet of you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just like Coral here. Good time zone, friend. What's your favorite time zone? Can you imagine like a like a first date starting that way? <laughs> it's not what's your sign. What books do you like? Do you have a favorite time zone? Me, I really love mountain time. You know, I don't think enough people talk about mountain time. And uh, I think that makes me interesting. What do you think? No? I love it. Good time zone, friends. Good morning, everyone. Hi, all. Waves from Cat. Hi, Cat. What a morning. What a time to be alive. Morning, law nerds. I am late, but I am here. B, you, you arrived precisely when you mean to. It's all good. Hope everyone is well. We've already got 350 people here. 7.30 in the morning. What could be better? What could be better? Here we go, says Annalie Finch. Here we go, indeed. Uh, let's get this thing going. I'm feeling like some Horgan. All right. I have no idea what that means. But I like your enthusiasm, and that's what's important. I have to dance to the countdown music. A little chair dance. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good morning from Simi Valley. Good morning, Simi Valley. How are you doing out there? Hogue. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spell check, always fun. Uh, good afternoon from the Netherlands. Again, happy face emoji. I actually can't see these emojis well enough. I have to change my uh perspectives here you can't see any of that that's behind the scenes hello from germany with a number of colored hearts emojis hello germany i love this rainbow seems like Nightwind, uh rainbow unicorn here it's very very cool uh, good morning from baltimore maryland good morning maryland good morning from minnesota lunchtime in the uk yay you can spend lunch lunch with hogue it'll be it'll be uh hangouts headlines and Hoagies, but I don't think you call them hoagies in the UK, do you? We'll work on it. We'll workshop it. We'll figure it out. Absolutely. 
loving all my shiny happy people says Kelly. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try to keep it happy. We're gonna try to keep it as good. Morning radio show. We'll do my my morning radio voice. Hello, everybody on the commute. Welcome. We're gonna have a great time today. And then I don't know about you guys. I don't know what your morning commute radio looks like, but I remember for years and years and years because I had forty minute commute, give or take, uh, in the morning. Like the stupidest polls. The stupidest polls would be like, um, well, uh, a survey conducted in the metro Detroit area uh, asked the following question of people. What is your favorite adhesive device? Is it the staple, masking tape, normal transparent tape, or gum you found under your desk? Um, and that kind of thing. And that's what they would talk about for like 40 minutes. Um, and while it is the dumbest, stupidest thing you've ever heard, uh, it, it was also kind of a good palate cleanser towards you're going to go practice law in a big law firm for, well, I was going to say eight hours, probably 10 or 11 hours at minimum. And uh, sometimes sometimes you just want to be happy. Just you want to relax. You want to chill out. And that was good for that. That's part of kind of what went into Hangouts and Headlines, at least the Hangouts portion, which is like, let's let's just get into our day or for our European friends, you know, uh, have a nice lunch break. Uh, good morning from Massachusetts. Good morning, Hogue family and mods from Nepa. I don't know where that is, Poisonous Paradox. Um, let me know. North Northeast Pennsylvania? Seems like it could be. Seems like it could be. Wow, catching you live. Great to be here. I know it's early in the morning. <laughs> it's good to have you here too, Robin. Uh, I feel safe in this spot on YouTube. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to talk about interesting stuff. We're going to talk about Depp v. Heard. Uh, we got the list of things that are planned for the appeal. We don't have a brief. We'll talk about that uh, in a second, regardless of what you might have heard. Uh, but uh, we do have kind of the roadmap for what the brief is likely to be about. And we'll probably cover it again when the briefs are filed. You too. <laughs> Good morning, my lovely hogs in chat from Terry. Good morning, Terry. I hope you're doing well this morning. Evening from Melbourne, Australia, listening to the rainfall, severe weather warning, hmm, emoji. Well, I actually really enjoyed that last night as well. We had, uh, we had like, not even a storm, but just like a steady rainfall here in Southeast Michigan. Um, and fortunately, I have, I have like a window um, in my bedroom uh, and uh, you can open that, you can listen to it. We actually didn't watch um, like TV. We just listened to the rain and I haven't done that in a while uh, and that, uh, I was nice. Do that sometimes. Just kind of listen to the rain. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good life motto, I think. Some kind of affirmation. We'll figure it out. Uh, hello from the flooded city of Melbourne with the follow up there. Yeah, apparently it's it's storming. Apple pie. Keep on keeping on, Mister Hogue. That's all we can do, folks. It's all we can do, right? As Gandalf would tell us, all we can do is decide what to do with the time that has been given to us, right? We're gonna try to make it a better place. We're gonna try to make it a positive place because. Uh, that's the world I want to live in. Hi from Sacramento. Good morning from New Hampshire. Andor, oh my God, says Crazy Cat Queen. Is that what my husband was watching yesterday after work? He loves to watch it at full volume. Given the sound effects and things that are happening in that show, uh, full volume is probably pretty intense. Um, yeah, I have not watched the most recent Andor, uh, but uh, I'm actually really liking that show. Now, I still think it's kind of divided weirdly and it's a little bit too slow in spots, but what I think they're actually doing, so you get the, Get the behind the scenes here of my brain. I think what Andor is doing is they're making like three episode movies in terms of like what happens. And so there's like the intro in the first episode. There's that second act in the second episode. And then there's the rousing conclusion in the third episode. And 
the biggest problem with that, if you're watching it on like a weekly basis, is that act two second episode, right? Because that's like the connective tissue between one and three. Uh, and it comes across as pretty boring. So I'm probably going to look at Andor and maybe save up three episodes and watch three at a time and see if that pattern holds because it has for the first six episodes. Uh, but uh, I do really, really, really like the show. If you are uh, into Star Wars at all, even if Disney uh, has has lost your trust, which it certainly has mine, uh, Andor is a real honest-to-God TV show. I'm a real boy. Uh, and uh, I, I can't recommend it enough, honestly. So we'll see where it goes. It's mid-season, uh, but i really, really enjoying it. Stay positive, Hogue. I can't do anything else. <laughs> uh, happy face blushing emoji. Haters gonna hate. Potatoes gonna potate. They really are. You ever just look at a potato and be like, man, you're just, just stop potating. They just never do. Then you fry them up. <laughs> Good morning from South Carolina. Forgot to do that. Sorry. Hey, well, good morning, South Carolina. Hello from Sweden. Listening to you while I play Disney Dreamlight Valley. Look at that. Joy, happiness, and light. Hopefully in, in, in one fell swoop. I really love Dreamlight Valley. Um, so uh, enjoy that. That is great. Uh, I'm looking forward to them. I think they're adding some stuff pretty soon. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Having an awesome afternoon in Manchester, United Kingdom. I'm not going to sing Manchester, England, because that's what always pops into my head but that's an actual place that you live. So enjoy that. Thank you as always, Lucky. Absolutely, Lucky. You're the best. I appreciate it. Good morning from Sweden, New Hampshire, Switzerland. Uh, tired AF at the moment. Ian actually doesn't live in a place on earth. Ian just lives in a state, state of tiredness. I'm happy to have you here, Ian. I wish I knew when it was that you slept during the days of the week here, uh, but I really appreciate your being in the chat. Good morning from Ohio, and I'm looking forward to some celebrity drama instead of whatever the F Twitter has been doing lately. Well, Twitter always does whatever the F. That's actually kind of their motto. If you go and you look at their their branding, it's like WTF is on their wall. It's all it's all Twitter. It's just what it's just what they do. Kim says, "Yay, you're a lovely highlight in a dull work day in Warrington, England." See, every every place in England is exotic and interesting to me. So Warrington, England sounds. Fancy. Now, I also have to say that I have the problem that I think a lot of Americans have, which it also sounds, when I think about it, I, my brain tends to conjure up like roughly, I don't know, Dickens era England. <laughs> it's like, you know, no, no, no. Every time I watch Doctor Who, they it, it all it all looks modern. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the places look a little bit more industrial than others, but modern. Uh, and yet still, my brain can't stop but being looking at it as if, uh, you know, we're at least 100 years ago. Uh, it's it's all that Sherlock Holmes that I love so much, even when they put it in modern times. Uh, one day I'll get a me membership, Rusty. I'm sorry about that, Rusty. Lucky is so generous and so awesome. You you will get those you will get those random memberships one day, hopefully. Uh, Rebecca, it's a beautiful crisp Oklahoma morning, and I love this corner of YouTube sparkly heart, not just a normal heart, sparkly heart emoji. Thank you, Rebecca. I really appreciate it. We've got Sweden. We've got people saying hi to Ian uh, all over the place. Even if it's early, Pacific is best. I like how you're taking me seriously on this. What's your favorite time zone? It's like, what's your favorite letter of the alphabet? I don't, I don't know. I, they're they're all equally good. <laughs> Mountain time is the best. We are always forgotten, lol. You are seriously. It is the forgotten time zone, the lost city of mountain time. <laughs> uh, for a guy who loves mountain time, your show is hard to catch for mountain time. Ooh. Ooh, the Burns, 
The burns need to be sent to the hospital for me and because they're getting sick. Yeah. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Runkle. My favorite time zone is bedtime. <laughs> well, it's not work time, right? I mean, hopefully you feel uh, productive and you work. You feel satisfied with what you are contributing to the world and what you're doing. That's that's kind of the lucky situation, but it's still work. It's still work. Absolutely. Hi, Hogue from Cornwall, UK. We got a lot of folks from the UK today. Good morning from Canada. I'm happy to see your energy every morning. Heart emoji. Home with a sick kid playing Sims. I hated how that started. Sick kids, no fun. Really feel for them. Uh, playing Sims, you came back to it. That's awesome. Uh, I love the Sims. Uh, are you one of those people that really helps try to grow a family, help make it work, help make a Sims society you can believe in? Or do you trap them unceremoniously in four walls and see what they do? Because I'll tell you, uh, in my youth, that was one thing I did with The Sims. It said, Confessions from Hogue. We'll make that a section. We'll make it, we'll make Confessions from Hogue a segment uh, on uh, on this show. Uh, and we'll see who we can get to tune in. <laughs> Puss v, uh, V2, I'm celebrating my first paid job in Web3. Congratulations. NFRK, check us out. Tweeted you. I appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. Uh, every, every time you can get a new job that you're excited about is a day to celebrate. Uh, so that is awesome. Thank you so much for the support of the channel, Puss. Uh, good afternoon from County Durham, England. I, sometimes I think you guys are just making up these places. All right. I've gotten now, what, five, six uh, English uh, places here. Ca what, are, County Durham. Is that is that a county like it is in the United States? Is the whole city or village named County I have so many questions. Good morning from Chicago. Happy to be here. I'm a little bit more familiar with Chicago. I was born just outside of Chicago. Uh, heart emojis. Awesome, awesome. Morning, Hogue family. A lot of people. A lot of people saying good morning this morning, which is awesome. It's nice to see. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Good morning from Mississippi. Spell check keeps changing your name to Hogue. <laughs> uh, I woke up early from Vancouver, British Columbia to let you know that I got my Gaming Dino t-shirt and it's the best. Excellent job to the Hoagling and co-counsel for the merch. They deserve all the credit in the world uh, on all of that. The store has been a massive success because of folks like you um, and also because of my daughter. <laughs> uh, because I do believe Gaming Dino is still in the top slot. Um, and you can see, example, it's, I'll just put a showpiece here. Uh, I, can't, I can't aim at it properly. Uh, um, but the Gaming Dino is uh, by far the most popular thing, which is awesome. Um, and, uh, the, the youngest is, is getting, is getting her share of that, which she more than deserves. Um, and it's, uh, it's really, really cool to see. I've said this in other places, but like, man, when your kids do something awesome, it is, it is, it is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, it is, it is very nice, uh, to see. It's nice to see how they react. It's nice to see how you all react. Uh, and I'm so glad that your shirt came. Enjoy it. Absolutely. Hogue with an E for emphasis. Oh, you know, people get spellings wrong, right? It's all innocent. It's all innocuous. What can you say? It's been spelled out even different ways. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Midnight Wit has just given up on, on spelling the right things. I'm sorry for the spell check. Uh, if you'd like to blame me, you can. I'm pretty sure that's YouTube. Uh, but, you know, hey, that's I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Good morning from Connecticut. Good morning from Oklahoma. I started a new gym class yesterday a.m. and I woke up with a literal sore. So I've got that going for me. Peach emoji, laughing, crying emoji, face palm emoji. I'm so sorry that, Sarah. You're trying to improve yourself. You're trying to get out there to the gym, trying to get up for hangouts and headlines, maybe. 
And yeah, you do hate it when you're <clears throat> doing those kinds of things and you get burned for it. Seems unfair. So I feel for you. I feel for you. Keep on keeping on. That's the theme of today. Keep on keeping on. Um, more welcomes from New Hampshire. New Hampshire very well represented today. Uh, would Hogue Hugs be called Hugs? <laughs> uh, hugging, happy emoji. Uh, I think we still call them just hugs. But we do have a we do have surprise hugs here at Hogue House, um, which is very very cool. Uh, it also terrifying. <laughs> good afternoon from Germany. Hey, Runkle and Peeps. Good morning. Good morning. It's been so long. Says the Heather's. Thank you. And, and a whole ton of emojis. Blue hearts, gaming controllers, winking emojis, laughing emojis. It's good to see you, the Heather's. Uh, thank you for being here this morning. One more day until the weekend. We we still have casual Friday hangouts and headlines, right? That's that's one of my favorites. It's where we we just chill out. And, Say hello to you all and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Very different from today. Hmm. Uh, they're called hoagies in Michigan. I thought that was a Pennsylvania only thing. I certainly recognize hoagies. And in fairness, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier this week. Um, if you're named Hoag, you get all variations of what could possibly be funny about that name. And so... Uh, there were a lot of people in, I think, especially high school at that point in time, uh, that would call me hoagie and, uh, that we would have like, uh, sandwich jokes about. So do we actually have hoagies? I don't, we definitely have them in some like sub places, generally mom and pops will call them that. Uh, but no, usually we call them like deli subs. We're, we are a boring, very specific descriptive people in Michigan. It's Deli subs, veggie platters. We don't have any of those fancy uh, names that I can't even pronounce for describing these things. Um, Crazy Cat Queen, I got my brain LND and dino stickers, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. I hope you enjoy them a lot. That's awesome. Good evening from Indonesia. Crispy fall air here in Massachusetts. I love that crispy fall air. Wakes you up. I'm in Georgia today still, but traveling home tomorrow, and I cannot wait. Uh, that poll should be reported. Doesn't have duct tape. I mean, I only said duct tape and not duct tape. I, You know, since I was making up a silly morning show poll on the fly, uh, I think I did all right. <laughs> Masking tape. <laughs> People, it was a fake poll that I came up with on the fly. I do not mean to offend your favorite adhesives. If you have a different adhesive from the ones listed, please feel free to include it. Uh, I need Runkle's poll for asking if Romney did an office act where, where Ian says yes. And also, yes. <laughs> Good morning from a fellow Michigander. Good morning, Ivy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Good morning from Troy Ho getting ready for PT again. Love listening in the car. And while I'm working on the knee, absolutely. Go get it. Go get it. Physical therapy is tough. It's tough. So absolutely go make it happen. I'm, I'm very happy that you can be here with us. Uh, for this morning. Hello from Boston, UK. Eating lunch and hanging out with hangouts and headlines. I love it. Depfy Heard is back. <laughs> I could when I'm titling this, it's like they're back. I, I don't think I've talked about Depfy Heard in a couple months, maybe. A couple months. I think you can all recall when seemingly every other article was about that because the journalists just kept talking about it. And I, I put on the one one Depfy Heard article per week rule. Uh, and uh, didn't know exactly uh, how all this would shake out long term. And I can I'm very pleased to say uh, it's it's very cool to be able to pick out articles 
that aren't strictly gaming related, but that we can apply critical thinking and reading to either on the journalistic side, which is kind of part of headlines, and also on the substance side, giving me a chance to talk about more things than just tech and video games and the stuff we do in virtual reality. Uh, so I've been very happy with how this has all gone. Uh, but yeah, it did seem like it would only be depth V heard articles until I died for a period of time there. And I think somebody, I think somebody tweeted out at me and said, you know, I was getting sick of depth V heard articles at some point or, or depth V heard coverage. Uh, but this almost feels nostalgic. This feels like, this feels like going back, uh, and, and, and checking it out. And it really does. It's like, so we're going to go on. It's going to be great. We're going to have a fun time. We're gonna have a fun conversation talking about this stuff. Uh, and, uh, uh look forward to it. Howdy from France. Good morning also from Massachusetts. Good morning from Delray Beach, Florida. Morning from Dirty Jersey. You said it, not me, Megan. Good morning from Ottawa, Canada. He has like a window in his bedroom. I do have like a window in my bedroom. Yeah, I know. It's I Look, look, I don't like to brag, but I have both a bedroom and a window. Right? Yeah. I mean, whew. <laughs> Uh, greetings from Mexico. More morning welcomes to Ian Runkle here, who is hanging out in our chat. Hopefully, he's falling asleep at his desk. <laughs> uh, good morning from Bloomfield, Michigan. A lot of Michiganders today. That is awesome. The rain was supreme delight last night. It was so nice, wasn't it? It was like just this perfect kind of volume and feel. You weren't worried about suddenly being struck by a lightning bolt. Uh, but it just it was just great. I'm glad you enjoyed it too, Golden Pearl. I, I sincerely did. Uh, the rain came from me in Southwest Michigan. Well, thank you for sending it over, Coral. Thank you for sending it over. It was a delight. Um, was very relaxing once I got home and wasn't driving in it. Yeah, that's it's worse to drive in it. Very true. I'm glad you got home safe. Kelly, I had just finished getting my hair done when the skies opened here last night. Hmm? Yep. Yep. Well, I'm sorry about that. Hopefully the hair survived. Uh, love listening to the rain. It is, uh, a BBN peaceful. I don't know BBN. I'm sorry. Um, but it is definitely peaceful. Waiting your thoughts on the She-Hulk finale. I loved it, but it's going to be divisive as Marmite. So if She-Hulk is done as of today, uh, now is probably the time when I will actually engage with it because I watched the first two episodes uh, of She-Hulk. And uh, much like I just said with Andor, where it's like, I think I probably want to wait and, and kind of put three together. She-Hulk's episodes were so like short and slight to me one of the things that I wanted to do was like kind of put those together um, because I don't know about you, but if it's like too short and too slight, I feel like I wasted my time. And that might not make sense from a, like a psychological perspective, uh, but I just feel like, oh, I don't even want to, I want to put a number of these together. Um, and so She-Hulk's now done. Apparently, I think that's right. I think I saw that it was ending on October 13th. I will check it out. I'm very interested because it was already divisive as Marmite because I'm getting all sorts of YouTube thinks I either love or hate She-Hulk depending on what I clicked last. Uh, and apparently there's a whole industry of lovers and haters of She-Hulk. I will never understand this platform, folks. Uh, people say, you know, how did you get to 100,000 subscribers? And then just, you, know, you know what? I went and I covered things uh, and I talked about things. And apparently some people like that. And I have never once been able to be like, follow the trends or do this with your thumbnails. I don't put my face on the thumbnails. I don't use the red arrows. I don't do those kinds of things. Um, and so, yeah, I, it is surprising to me that there's just like, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of She-Hulk videos. There's an insatiable appetite for people either affirming or coming against your reason decision on whether you like She-Hulk or not. 
<laughs> Sounds like you could write a book about that. Hmm. In any event, uh, how's the herd herd doing on social media today? Going even more insane. I assume everybody on social media is at all times insane. That is my working presumption. Uh, and it hasn't let me down yet. Good morning from Nevada. It rained in the morning and now it's hot again. Boo. Kind of sad, depressed emoji face. Uh, raining here in North Carolina. I'm loving it. Andor was so good. I really am. A lot of people have said this about yesterday's episode. I'm really looking forward to it. Good morning from Houston. The best sound ever is the sound of falling snow. See, if, I, if we're going with snow, what I really like is the early crunch of snow when it's still kind of untouched. It's not muddy and dirty and disgusting like it gets um, in the uh, in the real winter here in Michigan. But like an early snow, you go out, you got that, that crunch sound from your boots or your shoes. If you're like me and just say, ah, shoes are fine. Uh, and you go out there in the in the snow. And uh, that's I think that's my favorite part about snow sounds. What's your favorite snow sound, folks? <clears throat> Isolated thunderstorms. Uh, those can be fun if you're not in a danger zone. Uh, a little intimidating sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Tanya, it will rain if I get my hair done. I've heard this. I've heard this from co-counsel. Uh, I did that last night too. Pause TV to confirm I was indeed hearing the pitter-patter out the window and wound up listening to it for about a half hour. Yeah, that was not my intent. That was not the plan. I think we, we listened to it for an hour, hour plus, which was just like, sometimes folks, I know you know what I'm talking about. I know this happens in everybody's life. Sometimes you just need to calm. You just need to calm down, listen to the rain and have a nice night. Uh, it was soothing, particularly after the past few days. I have no idea what you're talking about. The Heathers, happy to be here with you all this morning for Hangouts and Headlines. Game controller emoji. Thank you so much, The Heathers. Catherine of Aragon, good evening from Darwin, Australia. It's a great name. Great name. Is it duct tape or duct tape or maybe duct ape? Except for that last one, you can definitely get duct tape and duct tape. Because I think some enterprising company made a brand out of duct tape. So there you go. Uh, good morning, Hogue and Mrs. Hogue. Oh. Enjoying coffee and hangouts and headlines from Southeast Ohio. So we got good representation across the board here. We got people living everywhere, and that's always so cool. Hobbix, morning, Hogue. Suffering complications after surgery yesterday. Oh, no. Not seeing the surgeon until this afternoon. So glad to have hangouts to pass the time. Hobbix, best of luck. Thoughts and prayers to you on complications, and I hope that you get good news from that uh, surgery consultation. Really, really sincerely do. Thank you so much for the super chat and for supporting the channel. Hopefully you can rest uh, and relax and, and you not have too much stress over whatever's going on. Uh, but uh, thank you for being here. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be an awesome one. We got just Carnell laughing emojis. Just three of them. I love it. Perfect message. Wonderful. <laughs> I woke up thinking it was Friday, so as far as I'm concerned, the weekend has begun. To tell you about how my week has gone, I think it was Tuesday morning where I woke up and thought it was Saturday. Like just in terms of the life I had lived for the week, I thought I it had been five days. <laughs> it's like, you ever have that happen? Like sometimes it goes well. Like you think it's Wednesday or Tuesday or you think you've got a, well, a test. Sometimes that dream still comes up, folks. That doesn't go away. Uh, you've got a test or a brief or a client consultation. And actually, it's Friday or actually it's Saturday. Um, and then you just realize you have an absolutely uh, terrifying college football game that you're definitely not going to stress out during the entirety of. Um, but sometimes it goes a good way. Most of the times it goes the opposite way. 
Hey, Hoag says an intrigued feline, which is a super cool name. Uh, nice timing for a break of Korean studies. Happy face emoji. I'll tell you what, folks. I know very, people are very generous about like the skills that I have and the stuff that I analyze. I could never do multiple languages. So you folks that are doing multiple languages, that is super, super impressive to me. Um, and I, uh, I cheers to you. That is awesome. Studying Korean, studying whatever uh, is just really, really cool to see. Chat always makes me hungry. Now I want baked potatoes. What is chat talking about about food? I know my wife sometimes comes in and just talks about pancakes. Pancakes. We're talking about pancakes. I don't know how many of you will get that reference. <laughs> uh, favorite way to start my day. Good morning from Oregon. I love Dreamlight Valley too. Dreamlight Valley is really, really good. Dreamlight Valley. Keep an eye on it. If we could buy stock in a game, I would buy stock in Dreamlight Valley because I think it's just sitting there a little bit under the waves. And I think it could be absolutely huge for an underserved demographic for video games. Absolutely. I like the mispronunciation of duck tape. <laughs> Laughing emoji. Uh, this chat is one of the best, says my baffled brain. And it's because of how Hogue runs his channel. So thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I can only be me. I've said that before, right? So if that works for you and that works for everybody in chat, that's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good time. We're already at 800 plus people. This is, uh, this, is a, this is a pretty fun day. This is an exciting number here for Hangouts and Headlines. Russell Robot says, I'm doing a two-episode catch-up on Andor this weekend. Can't wait. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be fun. Um, actually, I got my parents into Andor, surprisingly. Uh, this is not usually uh, the kind of thing that they would like. And uh, we finished the first three episodes. And uh, my parents and my daughter are like, that was that was awesome. <laughs> can we can we watch this together? Uh, and so we're going to go watch that together, I think, probably tomorrow. But um, it's uh, it's so much better. It's so much better than all the other stuff that Disney Plus has been putting out. Uh, and it's, it's nice. Right. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, but uh, it is it is nice. See, John, today is my 42nd birthday. I have survived until now and hopefully more. I'll tell you what, see, John, I recently turned 42. So enjoy it. Enjoy the year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, everybody. Hangouts and headline meanies time to get ready for work. Alas, we must find pants. The worst, the worst part of anyone's day, really, is that time when you have to say, yep, pants are necessary. You can clip that. <laughs> <laughs> David Copperfield times. That's your favorite time. Uh, the doctor is always in 21st century Wales. Always. Isn't it? Isn't it the case? <laughs> oh man. I, where, where, where did I see? I saw the doctor. I want to say that there's a doctor who episode I was just recently watching where he's in like Liverpool. Is that right? That's a place. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, and, and, and speaking of, speaking of cool things that may or may not be real. Hey, Rob, how are you doing this morning? I'm not real. I'm real. I think I'm real. I don't think you are real. I don't know. This morning it feels, this morning, this morning I don't feel real. This morning, waking up with the rain. You know, there's, there's mornings where you have the rain coming, and I heard you talk about it earlier. And it's like, this is a great day to not have to wake up. What do you think, folks? Do you think he's going to keep the voice synthesizer on the whole episode? Ah, that was terrible. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was on. Oh, see? oh, come on! More, no, I I'm thought not that even was kidding. a bit. That wasn't a bit. Morning. <laughs> I thought that was a bit. I thought you were trying to. I was like, no. I, the very first thing you said, I said, "Oh my God, is Rob sick?" And then I was like, "Oh no, he's a bit." And by the <laughs> way, Rob, is this is this an addition in your over your shoulder here? 
that I don't recall box. seeing the office look this way. Yeah, it's the jury box. Look at this. All of the many robots. All of the many yeah. robots. And unicorns. Robots so are the unicorns in the jury or are they observing proceedings? Well, the first unicorn is the, the judge of the jury. Then the jury okay. is the robots. And what's okay. funny is people ask questions about this stuff. And uh, everyone who always like sees the first time they see like me on their channel, I always see the chat blow up. The chat always asks them, are there stuffed animals in his? Yeah. And the funny thing about it is every single thing you see there was um, given to me by given to me by someone that watches this channel. So it's my way of saying like hi and having them all with me and showing them that I really appreciate all of it. They do. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. And I think it's a great bit of uh, uh visual. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not good at describing this stuff. I, I want to say visual noise, but like extra texture uh, for your, for your screen. I think it's awesome. As you can see, I added a lot of extra texture as well. So, uh, so much going on in your background, Rick. I don't is. know if I can, I can't, I can't focus. I, I, know. I don't well, know how talked to about, focus. We've talked about, you know, kind of, ADHD and I, I, there's too much going on on my screen. I know, I know Rob, but, um, we did, we did add, we did add gaming dino, uh, that everybody loves. And my daughter is so happy that everybody loves. Um, and we'll have more on that. I did see somebody ask for waffle bear. Uh, we're, we're, we're working, we're working some things out on that. We, we didn't know, we didn't know that the, uh, the littlest hoaglings, uh, stuff would be, uh, would be so beloved. Uh, it's, it does our heart good. And she's so happy. Uh, but how are you doing? My, I can go get my T-shirt. I love my little dino. My You're giving Dino T-shirt. Dino T-shirt. I love. It's it. the best. He's adorable. He's adorable. Uh, so how are you doing, Rob? Now that you're off the voice synthesizer, I'm doing okay. The rain. It, it was rainy day in, in Virginia. Yeah, he, uh, there are people that love the rain. There are people that don't like the rain. The rain just makes me sleepier than I usually am. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, see, it was last night. The, the, what I was telling the folks here in chat was that it was uh, we were going to watch TV. We we're going to do something like that. And it just started raining. It was just like this perfect like volume of rain. So we turned everything off and we just we listened to it and, uh, you know, read. Uh, but it was uh, it was nice in that way. Uh, you, usually you get things turned up too much. It's a thunderstorm or it's just a drizzle. Uh, and uh, it was it was perfect last night. But uh, there's a lot of people saying that they're excited to see you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> glad to be here. I really am glad to be here. And I knew that I knew about the article we were going to talk about. And yeah, so I'm just glad to join and give my two cents and hang out for a little bit. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun. Uh, Law and Lumber took Zoom wall to a new level. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. He's building things. He's building things constantly. I knew he was working on that jury box. Uh, man loves to create not just digital content, but also things in the world. Uh, so he put together that stuff. All right. Well, speaking of. Uh, let's let's hit some of these last super chats. Everybody has said wonderful things this morning. Everybody's happy, which is what I like to see. We have over a thousand people here heading into this article. Um, and let's take a look at uh, some of these super chats before we turn it over. Marmar, can I please see the waffle bear from that youngest hogling maid? I need to see it. I need to see it. It's a waffle bear. <laughs> Love my gaming dino tea. Good morning from British Columbia. Sleepy time emoji. Now, I will say. Uh, I love Waffle Bear. Waffle Bear is one of her favorite works. My personal favorite works of hers. This is this is an exclusive here. Is something by the name of Taco Cat. Um, I have so, not seen Taco Cat yet. Yeah, I've seen Waffle Bear. Yeah, you've seen Waffle Bear. You've seen you've not seen Taco Cat. 
I have not seen. Have you shared? Have you shared Waffle Bear with the chat? I don't, no, I don't think so. I don't think Waffle Bear has so has been out and about. Well, we we, we will see. We're, we're, uh, because, no, here's the thing. Waffle Bear. Here's the thing, right? I'm not like I, I I'm not directing this. I don't ever want uh you know my we got to put out Waffle Bear. <laughs> Get back to the mines. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, we're, we're working with my youngest, uh, about deciding how to put stuff up, what she wants to put up, what she's comfortable with, everything else. Um, and I've got, uh, co-counsel peering into my windows. Really? What are you looking for? Oh my gosh. I do have waffle bear, right? Would you guys like to see a preview of waffle bear? Oh my, oh my goodness. Oh this is a this is a behind the scenes access. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna warn you folks because like the um, the camera here is not gonna pick it up awesome I don't think but we'll see we'll see here, here it comes here's a waffle bear waffle bear there you go that is waffle bear folks that is waffle bear so. Yeah, we're looking at all implementations of, of various things. Waffle Bear, there it is. <laughs> Co-counsel coming through as usual. I see in the chat. It's like, yep, you got to You guys got to understand, right? When you're doing a show, well, I, I'd like to use the show as an excuse, uh, but you just get so focused, you're not paying attention. You're, he's literally staring at me, like like this water bottle with Waffle Bear on it is literally facing me while I'm telling you that we don't have a Waffle Bear to show you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why my wife knocks on the door and is like, uh, hey, Rick, uh, what's that? <laughs> uh, so, yes, there's Waffle Bear. You, you've seen it, Marmar. Co-counsel has delivered far more than I did. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Izzo, come on, lack of persona, persona jurisdiction. Personal, I think. Oh, uh, gosh. You're putting bets on these things? Yeah, well, we're going to go over these sections. That's why we got a litigator here, folks. That's why Rob has graciously deigned to come on and chat with us today. Uh, Ningal1994, Aussie in the house. Hello, Australia. Good morning. Thank you so much for the super chat. You know that's Nin Nine Inch Nails. Well, it's Ningal. I don't want to make assumptions, Rob. Why are you assuming <laughs> it's Nine Inch Nails? There could be all oh. sorts of things it says. This could be a particularly uh, bad speller that's just a big fan of the secret of Nim. We don't know. True. Uh, True. <laughs> anyone with dyslexia should try a second language. I can spell in French, Italian, and Spanish better than I can in English. Not that fluent in speaking, but about 85% fluent in reading and writing them. That is awesome. When I was a younger person, one of the things I really wanted to learn was how to read Japanese so that I could play more games that weren't coming over overseas. Because back in the day, they didn't bring everything over. Um, and, uh, that, that stuff is hard. So I respect massively everybody that does multiple languages. Cause it's, it's really not my wheelhouse. Uh, Nick Starro, giddy up sparkle farts. There's chaos to be made. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things on Twitter yesterday. So thank you, Nicholas, for that. I, I needed to see that. This, this was on Twitter. Have you not? I don't know if you know this, Rob, and we're not going to talk about specifics. We're not talking. I don't, no, it's a little bit difficult for me. It's a little bit difficult for me to see anything on Twitter because it's just a thousand messages and fourteen hundred DMs right now. I am. I am. I am going to pull this up because this is. This is. A, you need this highlight in your day. Okay. All right. Hit me. Let's see here. Let me go grab these other super chats. You guys are being super awesome. I really appreciate it. 
This is this is a this is a Twitter conversation that you have had. Yes, it was. A, it wasn't a conversation that I had so much as it was after Lawyers and Dragons took place. Someone found a meme that quite literally embraces Hardy riding Nightwind, <laughs> and uh, Hardy is on top of Nightwind, and Nightwind has just is just off into the so it's and then Nicholas on top of that meme through that phrase so it's a little cat on top of a unicorn and hardy is telling <laughs> nightwind giddy up sparkle farts there's chaos to be made which is exactly what hardy would say yes but he'd do it in david's completely unmatchable voice <laughs> uh which doesn't at all sound like heinz doofenshmirtz from phineas and ferb we love you david we see you there prototopics <laughs> uh well thank you guys that's awesome tish in tennessee with a super sticker thank you so much tish that is super awesome speaking of david and prototopics waffle bear sounds like it needs fifth edition monster stats uh, syrup attack <laughs> no as you can see waffle bear is not only cute it's also prim and proper it has a tiny bow tie uh so i don't it's not attacking anything unless it's in a stay puff the marshmallow man kind of way <laughs> Jojo with the super sticker. Thank you so much for supporting the channel, Jojo. Gen K X Uper headed home for a bit, expecting snow and uh what face palms? It's just family stuff. Uh yeah, the UP is awesome. Untamed wilderness in many, many parts. So have a great time. Have a great time. Ningal1994 says this is this super chat is because Rob is right. Okay, it's nine inch nails. I will yield to you who named yourself. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. In terms of saying it, though, it's still Ningal. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Snoopy Kins, oh my God, tell young Hogue that bear is the cutest. I will definitely relay that. We all love Waffle Bear. We all love Waffle Bear. Um, Waffle Bear will appear, be appearing in some store near you at some point. Uh, you know, I think she's got like a lisa frank empire she's working on here secret mcsquirrel hey you there watching hit that like button we can do the full morning radio voice hey everybody hit that like button absolutely <laughs> if you're enjoying this content you should think about telling youtube because youtube doesn't know anything at all about what it is that you enjoy unless you hit its various buttons which is probably a metaphor for something but we're not going to go into it this morning all right Let's talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, mm. Mr. Lumber. Mm. <laughs> They're back. Why They're back. back. <laughs> I wanted to, I didn't know exactly how to elongate in the title and there's character limits for like what the SEO does and these various things, but I wanted to like just stretch out the there. I wanted it to be the They're Back from Poltergeist. They're back. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> so, so this is one of those times when we're not going to go into the substance of this article so much as, as much as use it as a jumping off point to actually talk about these documents. Uh, but I did want to flag it because there are some errors <laughs> in this and, and maybe, a, uh, <clears throat> maybe a description of events that I think is a little bit misleading. So Amber Heard sets her 16-point grounds for appeal. Let's start at the top. It is important to note as a factual matter that both sides submitted their points for, for appeal. 
simultaneously. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I, it, the headline just saying that Amber Heard does, I mean, maybe that's the more interesting thing. Johnny Depp is still fighting for $2 million. So I think that's pretty interesting as well. Um, but uh, maybe not quite as interesting as, as the rest of this. I also like, there'll be a reference in this article to like documents Vanity Fair has obtained. It's like, oh, like the publicly filed documents. All right. I assume Amber Heard actually gave them to her a little, little early. Uh, for, okay, so first let's talk about the very top line. You can't screw anything up in the first six, seven words, right, Rob? Oh, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, hang on. Before we, before we do that, I need to, I'm not, I found it. I okay. Have to show you. Yeah, no, share it. Share the screen. Because this is, this is going to be, this is going to be this. a cat on a unicorn. We just need this. It gives context to the article because it makes us happy oh. when we go through it. Oh, okay. Not a cat on a unicorn. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Uh, oh my gosh. You know, I got to tell you, Rob, that does what yeah. it says on the tin. That is exactly what you described. A cat yep. on a unicorn yep. with, the, with the quote. Yep. And tell I me that, did, that. Tell me that did not just like make your day instantly better. <laughs> it's adorable. It's adorable. Now I, I had a picture, at least in comparison to Hardy Nightwing to be bigger. Uh, but I, I think it accomplishes, I think it accomplishes the, uh, uh, the intent. Although honestly, if that were the size of the unicorn that you uh, are riding around as ghost blade, <laughs> I think that would be even more mute. <clears throat> the, uh, the world's tiniest sparkly glitter filled <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> I just needed that because the cuteness factor is just too much. Yeah, no, it's absolutely great. It is absolutely great. All right. Now, right, article on Tuesday, Amber Heard filed an appellate brief. Now, fortunately, there's already an error here, but we we have some expert opinions that we can go and we can consult on this. Uh, so there's a guy I like to go check out on Twitter from time to time. His name is Law and Lumber. It's it's this it's this sexy looking dude up here. Um, I don't I don't know. He seems like he's got it all together. He's a hoopy fruit who knows where his towel is. You know the gist. Um, and and oh, he oh, says, well, well, no, no, we're not just gonna blow past that. What was that phrase? What? You're a hoopy fruit who knows where your towel is? What in the actual, like, huh? <laughs> that is a literary reference, Rob. Chat, can you tell Rob where that reference is from? I'm betting they can. We got a, we got 1,100 people here. I'm betting chat can, can get you to hoopy fruit who knows where his towel is at. Oh, Tigerette has it here. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There you go. It's That's a right. Long book. What did you say? It's a long book. It's a lot. No, no, no. You're thinking like all five together. The Hitchhiker's Guide itself is not long. I was thinking like the. Yeah, the big Bible looking thing where they put all five of the books together. Yeah. Green Grindel is being very, very judgy on this. You're missing I that know. reference. I miss a lot of references. Folks. We all have stuff that meant something to us that we liked and loved and otherwise, but like, there's a lot of stuff out there in the world. <laughs> People can reference music to me until they're blue in the face and I won't, I won't catch it. One, because I don't think of like titles to songs uh, when, I, when I otherwise enjoy them. I don't think about band names that made those songs that they then titled. It's just like music. So I, I will miss every musical reference. So you, we can't be too hard on him for missing Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, but yeah, I, it means, Rob, that I think you're the cat's pajamas. That reference I get. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. In any event, 
all I was saying was that, as you pointed out yesterday, uh, this isn't a brief except in the most technical sense and that it's very short, <laughs> right? So what did you what did you tell the fine folks of Twitter who are always very well considered and, and listen very carefully to what it is that you say about the top of this article? Two words. It's really funny how two words can change the context of an entire article. Like, I know that we weren't going to talk about the article too much. Yeah. But we should. Because no, no, yeah, we're absolutely. Like, we're doing. This, is, this is being relayed out there as, as though one of the parties, first of all, one of the parties, I'm just going, well, look at the filing. Like, look at both of the appeals. They have both filed this. This was a <laughs> deadline. And then to get, to get the most basic fact wrong in the first sentence of the article. And then... Because the, when you say that they filed their appellate briefs, yeah, we all got excited, right? Everyone gets <laughs> like, wait, excited because it's it's we're just we are we are now thinking we are going to see the rationale for for this appeal, and we're going to be able to judge the merits of the arguments being relayed by one person or the other. And the article goes on to describe the arguments being made by one person or the other. The problem is, is that those aren't the arguments. The arguments are not being made. These are just the issues. This is like, this isn't even the, the bullet point list. This is one, they are single sentence designations of what both of them think the trial court got wrong. There's no explanation. There's no supporting argument. But for Vanity to run with an article that basically says they have set forth the rational basis for why we should believe them. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yes, because it's according to documents obtained by Vanity Fair, the grounds for appeal include everything from lack of clear and convincing evidence for actual malice. I actually respect that they went. So this is actually going to reference one of the specific jury instructions. They actually did go figure out what that was about. So, you know, more power to you. You did some homework on this. No, uh, you didn't. No, you didn't, Vanity Fair, because you chose the dumbest argument that she was possibly okay. making. Yes. Okay, hold on, though. This, all right. We, we have to give credit. This is not patently obvious from the document they had in their hands and okay so some intern somewhere said let's look at what they're referring to and then we made a sentence about it and we conveyed more knowledge to the people i have oh, to give credit oh, for this okay yes we are going to be fair <laughs> my my jury is judging okay all right i'm being judged by a robotic stuffy jury this is okay uh now you do have the very you can't actually talk about this case without including this. The opinion piece did not refer to Depp by name. I have no idea why this is useful information for anybody uh, looking at these things, but it's actually law. You didn't realize this, but it's statutory federal authority that mandates that you say this. I'm kidding. Uh, I am. I am. I am very much kidding. Uh, but it's in every one of these, and then they do pick up some of these random things, and it is the implication, right, Rob? This is implying, I actually had to read it a number of times that they had more documentation that, that mm -hmm. Amber Heard actually had put forth their brief, except that the references to filing it, the only document that's been filed are these ones that have, have been awesomely kind of pulled and made pictures of from Andrea Burkhart. Check out her channel. Uh, but, um, and we're going to talk about these lines, but like, yeah, this is, this is just bad. I also didn't actually love the fact that 
it's referred to as parting ways with Elaine Bredehoff. That to me implies a kind of firing thing. I don't actually think that's precisely what happened. There was always going to be different counsel for the appeals process. Um, and then my favorite here, and we're going to talk about this actual list of errors because I want to talk to you, Robo, about whether or not this actually appears in them. And we're guessing, right? Because the one thing that this law and lumber guy said um, is that uh, this is only the, the one sentence reference. What the brief is, is the explanations. It's the argument, right? Right now you have a one sentence that says, uh, Bob is a murderer. Like, that's it. That's all you got. Literally. And at, yeah. at some point, at some point, the briefs will be filed with the full multi-page, like probably dozens of pages explanation of why Bob is a murderer, why we're saying this thing. And yes, as Rob has already said, with respect to the actual malice standard, there are dumb things in the Amber Heard appeal. There are some interesting things in the Amber Heard appeal. Um, and somebody asked me, I think it was either in the chat or elsewise, you know, is 16 points normal versus Johnny Depp essentially presents one. Like it's in three paragraphs, but it's one kind of point. And um, and I think it's just two different, it's just two different strategies, right? It's focus versus like shotgun. And, and, mm -hmm. and in any given case, one or the other isn't wrong and different lawyers will have different preferences. Um, for that, but it's, it's not usual or unusual. It's, it's, they put every possible thing they could think of in there, except if I'm recalling this list correctly, and we'll see if we can find one that matches up. I don't think there's an obvious, like this whole courtroom's out of order, first amendment type of designation, uh, in, in this document. So we'll see, we'll see what pops up because they continue to ring this bell, but I don't know if they actually told the court that they were going to push on that bell too much. So that's the, that's the article. I'm really just using it as a framework. They get this wrong. I think they mischaracterized the Elaine stuff. They did do a little bit of homework. We can give credit to them for that, but they mischaracterized the entirety of what was filed. Didn't mention that Johnny Depp also filed an appeal, and so your mileage may vary on that. But they did include the important note that Heard was last photographed in Spain. Oh, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you So for the first paragraph of this article, do you yeah, think yeah. that there's – there's like a skeletal article that's just circulating among all journalistic publications that that know this case. And it's like, we have to say this sentence. The opinion piece did not refer to death by name. Like that first line or that first paragraph, I'm so tired of reading the exact words. Is there no journalism's dead? I'm sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. Welcome <laughs> to headlines, folks. <laughs> Not to be realistic. Uh, you know, I I think I don't know this person. I I you know I and I can't actually remember all the coverage that Vanity Fair in particular gave. You can see this is a pretty. Um, if you were to categorize photos, this is a pretty positive photo. She looks put together. She looks ready to fight in court. Um, so I think Vanity Fair probably has kind of a an Amber Heard type bent on this, which is fine. It would be better if we could identify it a little bit better. But, it, it, you know, I think that's probably where it's coming from. And I think if you are more inclined to that, this is the kind of stuff you you add a little bit, right? Like you put in these little bits. We talk about rhetoric a lot here in headlines. We talk about argumentation. And you put in these little bits and say, just so we're clear, here are the many things that intuitively should cause a problem, right? This isn't necessarily going to be part of their appeal, although it is, right? They actually talk about implication as being a potential weakness in Johnny Depp's case. Um, and, but we're going to mention it here. We're going to put these kinds of thoughts in your head. If maybe you don't know the trial, which I, I there might be some people that don't at this point, um, but we're going to be able to do that. Uh, here's the headline. Uh, and, and you know, like the, the, the reference here is the jury also awarded her $2 million in damages, right? 
So like mm-hmm. this paragraph is all, well, yes, we have to put this at the top because that's what actually happened. That's what she's Wait a doing. That but, entire, but okay. There's a 10.3. I was wait. I was looking for the 10 part. Yeah, I don't remember right where it was set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's right at the top. But we'll look at this. All right. Let's just break down this rhetoric before we move on to the, the actual designations here. So you go, uh, during the trial, Depp claimed he had been defamed, right? Okay. So first of all, we actually have a jury verdict on this. You can write this differently if you are so inclined. They're not so inclined, treating it as essentially like it didn't happen. One of the interesting things about these articles is that basically the jury verdict has been ignored because there are appeals, which is not the usual way of thinking about these things. Appeals, as I've heard, are for losers. And there's a very Mm -hmm. small percentage chance of actually successfully appealing. I'm not saying it's impossible here um, because there's some interesting stuff in this case. uh, But generally speaking, you'd rather be Johnny Depp than Amber Heard in this circumstance, as I think everybody can imagine. So you say it's claimed. It's like, well, it was found by a jury is how you could otherwise describe this. And then you start making excuses, right? By a 2018 op-ed, Heard wrote, okay, sounds active. Oh, at the behest of the ACLU, right? We're we're putting in excuses. She didn't even want to write it. She didn't Mm -hmm. mention Depp's names. He successfully argued that they they could infer she was talking about him. But let's look at one of these sentences that doesn't make it obvious they're talking about him. You flew past the part of where it says in support of victims of domestic abuse. Literally, it's it's inferring... uh, a positive motive on behalf of the writer. Well, it's it's, to me, I put that on the ACLU bucket. Like the ACLU was trying to do that. And we know that they didn't care about the truthiness of it. It, We got that kind of background information, but you're right. Like that's part of the argument is like, what is the purpose of this? What are you doing? Uh, I can give the benefit of the doubt to herd in the ACLU that uh, they still wanted to be against domestic abuse and, and didn't care who they harmed in doing it. <laughs> so reasonable minds can differ there. You then see the reference to the sentence that is doesn't specifically name Johnny Depp on its own. And we'll okay. see one of the, that's one of Johnny Depp's complaints is that they um, they took the context out of the article too much, uh, which I think you know could hold water. All of these things are unlikely to necessarily change anything in and of themselves. Um, the jury awarded Heard this money uh, when he called their uh, claims of abuse a hoax. Wrong, Vanity Fair. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this one is the easiest one to do scientifically because the ones where he just said it was a hoax, they found to be non-defamatory. Um, and so what was defamatory was when he started putting details on the hoax and they decided those yep. details didn't match up. Yep. That's that's what happened. And this wasn't hard. This was this isn't hard to cover. Like the the, the the amount of coverage of this, like it's not hard to get the facts right. It really isn't, which is why you just look at it and you're going, look, you're either lazy or intentional in your stupidity. Uh, well, I usually like to ascribe these things to uh, either ignorance or ineptitude more than malice. But certainly this paragraph is written to put as, as nice a patina on the Amber Heard side of things as possible. And it might be behind the scenes. You never know about this stuff that this is happening and they've referenced a brief and they're already because they're planning on getting the brief earliest, right? Like Amber Heard's team, let's be honest, is likely to pass their brief along specifically to journalists they find friendly as part of this process. I, that's that's going to happen. Um, and so Vanity Fair might be playing a little access journalism on this kind of stuff, but you can see it all right here. Uh, and there's at least, even if you're in the gray area, like every time you can slant to one side or the other, they, they slant towards Amber Heard and, Mm-hmm. I don't mind that as much. I just wish it were it were clearer. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, this is this is this is what we believe. Um, and because any reasoned person that has no idea about this trial is gonna he's gonna take some wrong 
wrong ideas from this particular description. Now, with that said, we do, in fact, have some designation of assignments for error here uh, to talk over. Andrea Burkhardt, again, check out her channel. Very thankfully, putting this up easily. I know Rob can get these things because he's some kind of Virginia court system magician. Uh, but for the rest of us, we, we need a little help. So let's take a look at this. So again, Rob, this is this is the bullet point list. This is essentially like the headings of what will be a brief. And there are 16 reasons that Amber Heard and her team are saying to the Court of Appeals that the verdict against her should be overturned. Did I get that right? Yep. And the fact that they went with 16, good luck to you, my friends, putting that many... Like, Good luck and good luck finding a three judge panel of the court of appeals that are going to read all 16 <laughs> of those points. I did. I did think it's like, well, I, I wonder what this brief length is, right? 2200, what, 500, 22, 500 pages or 22, 500 words. I think And you have to actually, you have to actually sign a certification at the end of the number of words you used. Okay. So they have a word limit. And uh -huh. they have to squeeze in extra arguments under that word limit. You don't get extras just for having 16 of them. Uh-uh. And right. asking the Court of Appeals, like, hey, you know, this was a big, important case. Please extend our word limit. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's funny because I did I, I did see the 16. I said, some judge somewhere just sighed. <laughs> yep. A lot of judges <laughs> did. A lot of attorneys did. I. That was the other thing about the vanity article is the the number the people that were asking me like I didn't want to jump back in this, but with the second that that article ran, I had people. I had Emily D. Baker like text me in the chat and go, "Wait Maybe a minute, yeah. Why am I seeing that there are briefs filed?" And I'm just like, "Hang on, what?" Yeah. So the clarification was not just for it was attorneys were asking me what's going on. Of course. Yeah, if you you say the brief is filed at the top. A brief is a specific thing. It doesn't just mean short. <laughs> yeah, this is the YouTube Shorts version of an yeah, YouTube, YouTube Shorts video. That, yeah. Perfect, perfect metaphor. This is the YouTube Shorts version of the brief. This is designed to get you in there and be part of the partner program. Join YouTube today. Uh, so, all right, let's talk about this first one. They say that the court should have allowed them to dismiss the action for something weird in Latin. Rob, help me out. What What is forum non-convenience? Forum non-convenience is when you are litigating in a state or jurisdiction that is inconvenient to you mm, because yeah. either you reside in a different jurisdiction and the travel would be difficult or that facts exist that you need to elicit from other people in a different jurisdiction. Very difficult argument to win, and it was kicked out in this particular case by Chief Judge White at the time who found that the proper forum was Virginia because Washington Post's uh, servers were located in Virginia, and that is where from which the article was uh, emanated and circulated online. Sounds pretty much like a trial court judgment call that is an unlikely avenue of attack. Is that a, is that terrible. an yeah. Okay, that's see you later. Goodbye. That was all right. Done. Number two, the trial court erred in denying the supplemental plea to in bar and in ruling that the November second, twenty twenty judgment of the United Kingdom, aka the British case does not foreclose Mr. Depp's claims, which if I'm reading this right, Rob, is that they wanted the court to say that the case in England should have prevented this case from existing at all. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't sound like a winner to me either because the parties are different and the questions are different and the statements are different and the jurisdiction is different. <laughs> not to mention there's a, I think a six page, very well reasoned opinion slash letter. This was argued 
two or three times in front of Judge White and Judge Ascarati before. So I, I just, uh, why? Like, yeah. Uh, and just to uh, give it, just to inform people on this, right? Court of Appeals is looking for obvious errors that are to the detriment of justice and these kinds of things. And there, are, the trial court system exists for a reason. And if if there's there's good there's good explanations for what happened. It doesn't seem to rise to the level of really disadvantaging somebody. Um, and it is, as Rob just mentioned, like actually like documented for the most part, the court of appeals is reluctant to go and substitute their judgment for what the trial court did. Um, so like you have a, the burden is on the appellant here and it's, it's, it's a tricky one to actually make the claim that the, 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 the court case was fundamentally flawed against you. Uh, on any one of these kinds of things. So I, I think these two don't sound very strong at the top. The trial court erred in denying the demurrer, and I'm going to continue to pronounce it that way because I always have, and plea in bar and in ruling as a matter of law that the three allegedly defamatory statements in the challenged op-ed are A, actionable as statements of fact rather than non-actionable expressions of opinion, and B, actionable as defamation by implication. So this is like one of the core kind of concepts here, I think, in the case, which is, as you might have heard me say at the front end of coverage of, of Deputy Heard, hmm, those sentences alone don't seem to be what I usually consider defamatory because it's not referencing a subject and it's talking about labeling that honestly could be in Amber Heard's mind. Right. You have to actually commit a falsehood to do it, to do a defamation, usually. Uh, and intent is going to matter on this uh, a great deal. But as my esteemed colleagues, including you, Rob, uh, brought to my attention over the course of however many weeks, 45 weeks uh, we were in that court case, 50. Okay. I don't I don't know uh, <laughs> um, that. Uh, yeah. The, the, the implication in Virginia, as it stands, as you take the whole context and you determine whether or not reading those things, you would get an image, you would get a concept that was in and of itself false. Um, and so I, I think if there's going to be movement on this case, it's probably right here. Um, but I, I don't, I can't pretend to claim that I could tell you how court of appeals will look at the implication side of things. And I don't think they'll grant that these are all opinions. They, they, they are assertions of, of abuse and things like that. Uh, so I don't think they're all opinions, but whether or not they actually form something that is both untrue uh, in kind of the natural state and, and as a group in context, I, I don't know. That's the crux of the trial court case. So I lean towards the court of appeals will accept it as as is. But this is this is one of those that isn't as stupid as the first two, I would say. This is my this was what I always thought was the strongest argument. I was going to go back to this demur. And I, I honestly, if I was going to file a designation of assignments, this would be, it would be paragraph three or point three. And I would take those two bullet points and break them out as two separate issues. And I would use all 22, 500 words to address those because it's the most complicated thing to understand. And it's the only thing I can see the court of appeals even looking at. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's to me the one that struck me as, as most substantive. So yeah, and this is the problem with the shotgun approach, right? So it gets it gets buried in stuff, right? You're, re you're, you're going to read this brief. Probably this is the order it's coming in. And you're going to have these two kind of nonsensey type claims. You're going to have this one, which I think is real. And then you got lots more, Rob. <laughs> uh, so the trial court erred in excluding evidence of the UK case. 
uh, presumably, and I don't know the specifics on like the motion practice here, but presumably because it would be deemed more prejudicial than probative to know that in a completely different case on those same bounds that we didn't include it otherwise to bar this case uh, that he was found uh, not exactly guilty, but that the newspaper was allowed to say these things. Um, so that's the same. Four is effectively the same, basically, conceptually, which is a great pronunciation of that word, uh, as as paragraph two here. Uh, paragraph five, we're not going to go into this, like, I'm not going to read this out, but it's the trial court erred in preventing us from putting forth evidence about uh, medical providers, communications with third parties that were held to be hearsay. We saw this in our commentary that there was a very kind of harsh type of interpretation of hearsay from the judge. In my understanding of this, Robin, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, those kinds of judgment calls in terms of running the case, unless they're just absolutely insane, are generally going to be leaned on yeah, as, as a trial court doing, it, doing their it, thing. I can do my best interpretation of, of Kurt on paragraphs four and five. Your argument is stupid. Move on. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. I think you captured his essence. Uh, the trial court erred in admitting evidence at trial related to Ms. Hurd's pledge to donate money to charity. This is a straight up loser, in my opinion, folks. Yeah, your argument goes, is stupid. <laughs> it goes to both propensity of, of lying to the media and also like the desire. I, it's yeah, that one, that one's dumb. Also, also think about this. If, if you want the UK stuff in, then you have to get into the donation versus the pledge stuff. And you have to like you want the UK stuff in, you don't just get the decision. Pick and choose. What I'd like court of appeals is everything that works for me and everything that works for my opponent excluded. Okay. You could ask. <laughs> the trial court erred in excluding evidence at trial of Mr. Depp's reputation as it existed prior to publication of the challenge op-ed and after the op-ed was published. Was that excluded? I don't. I, they, <laughs> I think they they probably wanted – their definition of reputation is, is what's going to be the question here. I don't – and this is why going off of the bullet points only – Right. There's more in the brief. There's more in the is, brief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it might be specific evidence, right? Like it might be a specific thing that they're yeah. asking for here because honestly, I don't know what the heck I listened to for that many weeks if it wasn't about Johnny Depp's reputation well, well before the op-ed is written in 2018, right? Like we got their life history. You got, you literally had Johnny Depp on the stand for what was like a full day before he got to anything that was like close in time to these events. Yeah, we were talking about his youth. We were talking about his mom. We were talking, we, I, we got lots of reputation evidence. So I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's something specific here. I also think that's a loser. The trial I mean, court yeah. aired in sustaining an objection during cross-examination of Mr. Depp. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I read this the first time, I didn't remember it. Like, I don't, I don't know. To a question about the truth of one of the allegedly defamatory statements on the ground that it called for a legal conclusion. So this is actually a full paragraph devoted to a very specific wow. trial court determination that they are alleging as, as kind of structured here turned the whole case upside down see i can see the court of appeals looking at this one this is yeah the, the way that that's stated i love it that's a really good articulation you actually pinpointed something for the court of appeals you gave them a specific part of the transcript to look at and yes. say was this wrong and the court of appeals can say yes or no and they can also say yes but it didn't it matter. matter yeah I mean, like, that's the other part of it, right? Is that you, you don't only have to win your argument here. You have to win the fact that it materially changed anything, um, right? And, and the Court of Appeals is going to lean on the trial court. It's also going to lean on a jury. Um, so it's I, I'll be interested in seeing that because I don't actually remember it, but we can construct it in our heads, right? That they, they asked a question about the actual facts of something. 
uh, it was objected to as asking for a legal conclusion. And I think maybe just by this, it's like I can imagine the court granting an objection that I maybe not, I maybe wouldn't have. Um, yeah. So, but like does at this that point, at this point, where are we in the brief? Are we at like word ten thousand? So you, <laughs> you, good luck, best of luck to you. Like pointing to the specific part of this transcript is going to take up half a page. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, trial court aired in allowing Mr. Depp to argue or suggest at trial that the jury could award damages based on statements of, or conduct occurring prior to the publication of the challenge op-ed. I do think they played fast and loose with this stuff. Um, I don't think that changes things. And I don't think they like maxed out the credit card with their judgment, which is what I think this would be more aimed at. Um, so I, I do remember thinking that they're definitely playing a game with like this, but conceptually it relates to the earlier term and like, those damages could come up, but I think they did a good enough job saying the numbers are actually from afterwards. So I don't think that changes anything. And Rob, just stop me if you have any other thoughts or disagreements on any of this. Mm. The, the trial court erred in allowing Mr. Depp to argue or suggest a trial and the jury to consider whether the allegedly defamatory statements in the challenge op-ed were republications of statements Ms. Heard made in 2016 in connection with the domestic violence temporary restraining order she obtained against Mr. Depp. Now, I actually don't understand this argument. <laughs> Uh, Rob, the, the, you don't need to say it related to the 2016 temporary restraining order because the, the final arguments, the arguments that at least stuck with me was that she republished the op-ed from her Twitter. Uh, this is the statute of limitations argument. Okay. See the reference to 2016. They're basically yeah. saying the statements themselves, whatever would be defamatory would be made outside the scope of the statute of limitations going back to the 2016 allegations of the domestic. But then, but this is framed as the trial court is airing and Mr. Depp arguing that they should consider it related to 2016. I think this is the damages. Oh, argument. this is the damages argument. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, it's a messed up. Point. It's a messed up paragraph bullet point thing. Is it's what a bullet it is. point. How am I supposed to understand what they're trying to argue without like, this is why we wait. But this is, and okay. And then the next one. Well, this is, this is YouTube, Rob. We're talking about this document, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, no. with the grain of salt that Rob has properly put on it. The trial court, which rejected proposed jury instruction CC and properly instructed the jury on actual malice. This is what I was given vanity fair credit for, right? Like this is the jury instruction. This is what they are fighting about with respect to the clear and convincing standard. Uh, and if you remember the fights about the jury instructions, they were, they were interesting. In fact, Johnny Depp's argument is primarily related to the jury instruction. Um, but um, that this, that they didn't meet the actual malice standard. As we have talked about in the past on this court case, the actual malice standard in, in rare form for a defamation case basically falls away because you've got two people arguing diametrically opposed positions of reality. And yeah. once that's the case, if you're lying, you got we got you. And if they find that you're lying, which they did, the actual malice is you can't not be doing that with the, the actual malice standard, which remember, folks, that, you know, don't follow this at home. Actual malice isn't like, anger <laughs> it isn't it isn't malicious because lawyers suck at naming things actual malice basically means intentionality um or otherwise reckless disregard for falsity uh so it doesn't actually mean malice at all uh and that that confused amber heard's team when they in fact argued to the jury that it needed to be malicious uh which was a big time party fall uh and actually doesn't appear in johnny depp's appeal i don't think mm -mm. Number 12, the trial court erred in denying the motions to strike and to set aside the jury's verdict with regard to Mr. Depp's failure to prove publication by Ms. Heard of the statement. I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. 
this is I, the court determined that the Twitter stuff was sufficient to allow a jury to come to that conclusion. I can't see the court of appeals no. turning on this. 13, the trial court erred in denying the motion to set aside the jury's verdict with regard to Mr. Depp's failure to prove that the allegedly defamatory statements in the challenge op-ed each conveyed a defamatory meaning about him by implication that any such implication was both designed and intended by Ms. Heard. We're looping over each other a little bit here. We're, oh, yeah. Points 12 through 16 are they're they're pretty easily the weakest argument. Basically, judge, you, you a jury entered a judgment. A jury found made a verdict. We want you to basically override that verdict because it was clearly an erroneously um, understood standard of law and it was clearly erroneous. I can count on maybe like one hand the number of cases that I have ever like physically seen where a judge has had a jury come back and said, I know that I had a jury impaneled for this. I know I charged the jury to make this decision, but jury, you came back with a decision. I'm going to set it aside because jury, you were wrong. Mm -mm. Yeah, it doesn't seem to happen very often. And here's where I actually have to like withdraw my credit to Vanity Fair, because even though jury instruction CC talks about the, the standards and I was giving them credit for doing that homework, I don't think they did because paragraph 14 doubles up on that earlier paragraph and says the trial court erred in denying the motions to strike and to set aside the jury's verdict with regard to Mr. Depp's failure to prove actual malice by clearing convincing evidence. I think they just took that paragraph. Now, if you're Vanity Fair and you've got the 16 paragraphs arrayed before you, I have no idea what draws you to paragraph 14, where actual malice is just an element of what we're talking about and is the one that is the most obvious uh, out of somebody lying in a statement, which the jury found they had to uh, in order to get to where they came. So I, I don't know. I, I think it's the term actual malice. I think you're, you're trying to drag your SEO up if you're Vanity Fair. Actual malice, clear and convincing. <laughs> I, I, mean, don't I, I, I don't mean to continue my fatalistic approaches when it comes to the journalistic standards of Vanity Fair, but <laughs> could it possibly be that actual malice has been something that's already been confused, cast around in the media, and actually is a rather divisive uh, talking point when it comes to this particular litigation and maybe focusing on the weakest argument that Amber Heard has, but that has the words actual malice in it? Maybe it might get me a few more clicks. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, well, I got to say, I have to withdraw all the credit that I gave. So, uh, Rob, go nuts. Go ham on him, man. Good. That was it. You guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was like, oh. That was the, the, the Vanity Fair article, as we've already demonstrated, is is slanted. Uh, it, is, it has a wrong statement in the first sentence. Um, and uh, like I always say, I know, I know you can do better than this, journalist. I know you can do better than this. I know you can. Uh, paragraph 15. The trial court erred in denying the motion to set aside the jury's verdict and in ruling that the jury's verdicts in favor of Mr. Depp on his claims against Ms. Hurd and in favor of Ms. Hurd on her claims against Mr. Depp were not inherently and irreconcilably inconsistent. Bullshit. Oh, my God. I'm so that, that's <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's 849. It's prime time here in Hoagland. 50 in the morning. We're yes. awake. And if you're not awake, you certainly woke up with that one. This one is hilarious to me because even in real time, I was I was establishing how the jury could come to that conclusion the conclusion that both won. And it's like, oh, come on now. Come on now. Court of Appeals is gonna laugh heartily and not otherwise address this. <laughs> why are you doing this? Like, why? Why? The trial court erred in denying the motion to set aside the jury's verdict and upholding the amount of the jury damage award in light of Mr. Depp's failure to prove pecuniary damages. Nope. And the excessiveness of the compensatory and punitive damage awards. Nope. You're not going to get excessive out of this. They presented $50 million in damages. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get excessive out of these numbers. Now, Rob, 
So that's what we've got. We, we basically think, I think we agree on this, that the actual concept, the core of the case is the best shot you have. And it's the one that the Court of Appeals is going to be most interested in. They're interested in the points of law uh, on this stuff. Now, I, I want to ask the question because, again, Vanity Fair, I don't want you to just go off and let there's going to be a Twitter thread from Law and Lumber that's just about the silliness of Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair starts saying they would, they, they include this sentence about what I think was originally an okay kind of concept that they hired these specific people to talk about First Amendment rights. I don't know what's going to be in the brief. I don't know how they're going to describe these things. I, I have no doubt the First Amendment will pop up in some places. None of their bases are specifically about freedom of speech here. Right. The, first, the, the paragraph three. And this is that's the funny thing is like you have to read between the lines in order to get to there. Okay. Paragraph three. Paragraph three. That's the freedom of speech. Okay. Because the actual statements of fact um, are non actual expressions of opinion. And that's where you have that distinction. I can say things. Yeah. I can have an opinion. I can express my opinion against the public figure. Then the actual, by, as defamation by implication means, I can say it. And just because I infer or imply that what I'm saying is, you know, towards this other person. Doesn't mean anything. Now, good luck arguing that one because Pendleton is the case in Virginia. That case, the defamation by implications there, 2015, um, and that was a case involving a uh, a school district that um, implied that a parent who uh, had a child who needed insulin um, somehow was negligent in not giving the school insulin, and the child unfortunately passed away at the school. And the school had instructions and had insulin and had everything they needed to prevent it. But rather than own up to their failure, the school went out and defamed the parents. Yeah. So good luck arguing that case in front of the court of appeals. Yeah. I, you know, look, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's where everything lives. I mean, as, as we've described it here, I, oh, the yeah, brief should probably be 80 percent paragraph three and then a bunch of junk. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. And 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 just for comparison's sake, and also because we want to be fairer than Vanity Fair, despite their name, we do note, as again, Andrea Burkhart has, has found for us here, that we've got Johnny Depp's assignments of error that we can look at. Double before space. You, before you do that, I do need yeah. to correct myself. It wasn't insulin. It was an EpiPen. Oh, okay. Allergic, yeah. allergic reaction by the child. EpiPen. Yes. Thank you, chat, for reminding me. It's early. I'm sorry. I won't. I'll try to be better in the, first, in the future. <laughs> uh, as I say, everybody everywhere is human beings from the biggest corporation to the smallest lawyer. So it's all good. <laughs> but here's what Johnny Depp has to say. He, he, he helpfully double space. So you can have space for notes. You want to print this out and just write whatever you're interested in. The trial court erred by denying Mr. Depp's motion for summary judgment as to the appellee Amber Lawyer Heard's counterclaim and Mr. Depp's motion to strike the evidence as to Ms. Heard's counterclaim for the following reasons. So you can see Again, even just in lawyering, they have taken a different approach. They're going to be focused. They're going to have very few arguments, and they're going to take one argument, and they're going to break out the specifics in a different way than what you saw from the Amber Heard scene. Again, these are just the bullet points. There's a lot of areas that you can go in and do different strategies. Mr. Waldman, if you don't remember, is effectively Johnny Depp's lawyer friend type person, is an independent contractor, not an employee agent, and Mr. Depp is not liable for Mr. Waldman's allegedly tortious conduct as a matter of law. And we were talking about this live as it happened, which is, yes, Virginia is very specific that there is not agency liability for independent contractors. So you have to find something special with a lawyer, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and I uh, disagreed with how the court handled it. Um, this so, made a lot of lawyers very uncomfortable. 
Yeah, <laughs> it did, didn't it? It's like, wait, hold on a second. He's he's in the press talking about the thing, and that put his that cost his client two million dollars. This makes me this makes me nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the statements by non-party Adam Waldman that are the subject of Ms. Hurd's counterclaim are not actionable statements sufficient to support a claim of defamation. Ms. Hurd failed to present any clear and convincing evidence that Mr. Waldman made the counterclaim statements with actual malice. Remember, there's a fight about whose malice it needs to be on this particular point. Um, and that one I think is interesting, uh, but we'll see what they actually fight about in their brief. They preserve, uh, it looks like here, Rob, everything that's related to their motion practice and are you're actually related you're to this supposed, thing? You're supposed to do this. Okay. So when you when I file my um, my assignments of error and designations, yeah. um, you have to actually point to the part in the record where you preserved this. So oh, if you okay. if you did it by pleading, like for example the demur. So when Amber Heard goes through, uh, they rule they erred in denying the demur. That points to the specific pleading, and the court of appeals can then say that's that's where I need to go in the record. This is where they point to where they did it. Now, um, I think that this is the proper approach, and this is an approach taken by an attorney who clearly has practiced frequently in Virginia. I don't okay. know if I can say the same about the way Amber Heard filed her designation. I think they were described as New York lawyers, right? Yeah. I, uh, maybe not. No, they didn't say where they're from. It's it's Axelrod and Brown from Woods Rogers. Or, or no, Ben from Woods Rogers is staying on. I don't know if any of them are local. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we don't see that from uh, Amber Heard's team. Presumably that's not a... Uh, that's not a significant offense or they could file it in a different document or something along those lines. I don't, I don't know, Rob. All right. So the cool, the funny thing is, as we look through these, those are page numbers that you're looking at in the, in the parentheses. Yeah. So people have asked what the record is and, and how costly this is to prepare. Those are page <laughs> numbers and you're not even past the very initial pleadings and overcoming that, that first motion to dismiss. Are you suggesting that this one at the end of page 28,531 is... Keep going. Uh, All right. Second part of this trial court erred in refusing Mr. Depp's proposed jury instructions uh, as to whether Mr. Waldman was acting as an independent contractor when he made the counterclaim statements. Uh, The court basically just killed that argument. The trial court erred in excluding from evidence the full unredacted versions of the articles. Um, uh, which are copies of news articles in which the counterclaim statements appeared instead admitting only redacted versions that show the counterclaim statements out of context. And we know this argument because we heard them say it, which is there was a fight during the jury instruction kind of conversation that said, look, that it's very clear that you're supposed to ha- be able to read the whole text uh, for defamation in Virginia. They had precedent, they had arguments, um, but uh, they got redacted in delivery to the jury in anyway. Um, and they were focused on the three sentences uh, together. And that was the context. Uh, and look, I, I don't, I, I don't know that that changes anything. I think the best stuff here coming from Johnny Depp's side is, uh, you can't attribute my freaking lawyer to me on yeah. this stuff. Like at a fundamental level without going into like the laws and the, and the precedents and everything else. It's like, I, this, this is, this is unjust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I think it's, I, I think it's possible to win on that. Um, just like we talked about with respect to Amber Heard. Appeals are for losers. You still would expect all other things being equal, just a mandate stamp of the of the status quo. But there are interesting things uh, that could happen in this. Um, but I'm glad I had you here, Rob, because like I wouldn't I wouldn't have even have known exactly how to describe what's happening here. 
But yeah, it makes sense. You're supposed to tell the court of appeals where you did your job and made sure you could appeal this thing. Mm -hmm. And and if you guys were wondering, like the court of appeals is going to a three judge panel, the court of appeals to the, to make a decision based on the pleadings, the arguments, et cetera, the 27,000, 28,000 pages the they have to sort through whatever parts of that are designated. They have to look through. It's going to take some freaking time. And then the court of appeals makes a decision. Um, the court of appeals, they like rich Richard made the comment of like, maybe they like to punt. They like to punt because the person can then go to the Supreme Court and see if the Supreme Court wants to overturn them. And the Court of Appeals is sitting here going, do I really want to take on a case from 2015 and try to reverse it? Uh, or am I going to leave that for the higher court? So I'm not gonna, am I going to rubber stamp this one and let the bigger guys to handle this one? It, I We're going to see how this plays out, but I didn't like the article. <laughs> your takeaway folks is rob's no big fan of vanity fair no i think that's totally uh, i think that's totally fair uh no pun intended uh rob and i think i think judges are human beings too and you can kind of get sometimes inside comments and things um how much it irritates them when they reason something out and they write something long and and uh, explanatory and they get overturned that the, the, either the court of appeals or the Supreme court, depending on what level they're at, you know, smack them in the face. Uh, and so I, I've been covering things like Apple versus Epic, right? Where basically the judge says in side comment, but not sidebar, like, yeah, well, it doesn't matter. You're all going to appeal this anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it was towards the end with judge Ascarati. He was like, okay, keep going. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'd like the whole argument over the the bond the suspension bond yeah the, i'm setting the suspension bond move on like like i need more time no you have 30 days like we're done <laughs> you're gonna appeal it so appeal it i'm over this case get out of here <laughs> leave me leave me alone don't make me put anything else on writing i have other cases to handle oh my goodness so yeah there you have it folks we got headlines we got bad reporting uh, we've got some interesting arguments. We've got one core argument, I would say, on either side. Um, and we will definitely be talking about the briefs when they come up. Hopefully, maybe with Rob coming back. Uh, Rob will cover it, I'm sure, on his own stuff. Rob, uh, we're going to do some super chats. I know you're a busy person. You don't have to stay with us for them. We only have like 10 um, if you want. But otherwise, uh, before we do that, why don't you tell folks what you're up to? I know you did Trials of the Century yesterday night. Mm -hmm. um, can, are people going to be able to see you tomorrow night, for instance? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do, I'm gonna run with a fr uh, Friday night frenzy. We'll see what we're gonna chat about. Probably this. This might make it. We might just revisit. And I might just give the uh, nighttime version of my thoughts on this one. Nice. Can, yeah. So no, that for those absolutely. Those chat there that are confused on what that might infer or imply. I have opinions that I'm very respectfully voicing. I might voice them in a more <laughs> assertive manner uh, in, in an evening stream. Well, if there's um, anything that we know about people on YouTube, it's that everybody has their own voice and everybody has their own kind of vibe. Friday Night Frenzy, I would say, is not necessarily identical to the Hangouts and uh, Headlines vibe. And so you could take it in a little bit different direction, a little yeah. spice your meatball uh, on that kind of stuff. So absolutely. Uh, so he'll be on on Friday night. We have a special Lawyers and Dragons coming this weekend for you during our mid-season mid hiatus. Uh, so that placeholder will be going up very shortly. I think you guys will get excited when you see it. Um, so get ready for that. Rob's in on that. We're going to have a lot of fun. We are going to be silly people on Saturday, which was, you know, should have been the alternative name of lawyers and dragons. 
silly people doing silly things on Saturdays. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't wait. I, this is so much fun. I've never had. I never thought I would have this much fun doing something. <laughs> I, I I think that's awesome. We love having you here, and it's fun. Uh, Nin Girl says, "Grab a robot, Rob. Grab a random robot, Rob." Oh no, that's oh that's the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> oh look at that. What? That's Runkle, that's Runkle of the Bailey. Oh, it's a sword. Honestly, I I thought it was some kind of vaccination stance. I didn't. I thought it might be a. There you go. That is a sword. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that is this is Ian Ian Runkle of the Bailey's robot. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome, Rob. Jen K. Yeah, Graham is turning ninety. But moved to North Carolina to escape. Snow emojis. Absolutely. I I, I am much better capable of handling cold, extreme colds than extreme warm. Uh, M. Schwartz, are Hogan Rob body pillows ever going to be a thing? I know I can personally say no. no. I'm not going to tell you what Rob's going to do. <laughs> no. I, I work with I work in a, a shop of saws and lumber. That's no body pillows. Pillows, the natural enemy of the saw. <laughs> Angela Richter, isn't the appeal de novo and not uh, on bonk? Um, you tell me, Rob. So the on bonk is basically just the, the review by the entirety of the court after the court of appeals has made a decision. Like, so the court of appeals takes the first crack at it. And then someone says, we want an on bonk review, which is basically yep. goes to all of the judges and they, all the judges get together and they say, you three judge panel, you were wrong. The de novo argument is that something is heard afresh or heard anew. Um, that would be essentially they view the decisions made by the trial court and they don't even give them any weight at all because it was a legal decision. So that argument on the demur where something says the demur was overruled, that is a legal argument, which means that there's they don't give any weight to the decision by the trial court in making that decision. They look at it brand new and say, if I'm looking at this legal argument, am I making the same ruling? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and by comparison, the stuff that is fact-based, the stuff that is yes. witness-based, whatever, they're going to say, hey, they aren't in front of us. The, we're going we're gonna to say trial court's probably right. Now, on a separate topic, couldn't we get rid of some of this Latin, Rob? <laughs> this makes it hard for people. It does. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like the actual, we got actual malice. We got de novo review. De novo we got non bonk I, I, I am not surprised. And the funny thing about this case that is the – good part about this case is you had a lot of people very interested in the law, yes. which allowed lawyers to do what we oftentimes like to do, but never get asked to do, which is talk about law and actually kind of explain what some of these things mean. And you saw lawyers that were good at breaking it down. You saw lawyers that were terrible at breaking it down. And I, it, it's kind of neat to be able to give that review and translate de novo on bonk, stuff like that, to give context to what people are saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of which, we've got a we've got a stealth person in chat just uh, kind of lurking here with a fantastic metaphor. Emily D. Baker, EDB, I tell my kids decisions need oh, to be man. on bonk. You can't that's just ask one awesome. adult. That's awesome. <laughs> Talk to your father, <laughs> says <laughs> when, when I'm not appeal, approving this. <laughs> is there a higher authority they go to to appeal? Or when they appeal, is there a standard of review granted in the house? I need, I have questions, Emily. I have, I have questions. questions. Yes. You know, I think the family uh, status usually is, uh, no, you can't have candy after six. And then you go to the grandparents, which is kind of like the Supreme Court. Uh, and then they just fill you with ice cream <laughs> and, and snacks. Uh, so they have, they have overturned the parents ruling on any decisions they have on discipline or what have you. 
so I think there is a higher level review. It's slightly different, of course. Emily, thank you for being in the chat. That is an awesome metaphor for that. That's a great, that's actually a great way to teach that. I'm not going to lie. Um, Emily says no is... appeals. Emily, that's not fair. You're the trial court. <laughs> like, <laughs> no appeals. <laughs> With an iron fist. They have to post a bond. <laughs> Uh, she's being very funny in chat right now. No, the Latin is what we pay to learn. Yes, I know how the cabal works. <laughs> I know I know how the magic works. I'm an access to justice type guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. It's good to see you, Emily. And, and you can see wherever EDB goes, purple hearts are sure to follow, uh, which is awesome. Just a, just a wonderful community you have, Emily. Uh, and it's, it is in fact, nice to see you. Okay, we're going to finish up these super chats. <laughs> uh, Leanne G, don't forget that the UK trial decision also heavily relied on Amber Heard's perjury that she donated the divorce settlement. It is a major section of that judge's determination. So, I mean, like, the whole thing unravels. You bring in the UK, you try to get rid of the stuff about the charities, and it's like, it is a, it is a perfect kind of set of facts to determine exactly how willing somebody is going to be to play loose with words. Um, and so it goes directly to the point of the, to the court case. I, you're just not going to win on that, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, Vicky with the super sticker. Thank you so much, Vicky. Thank you for the support mm. channel. I really appreciate it. I have I have one more comment on the yeah. Emily said Emily said the Latin. There are special magic words, and it just popped into my head. Imagine um, thinking of forum nonconvenience, like with the with the wand in your hand. Forum nonconvenience. Yeah. Well, that's what I call it, right? One of the reasons I send people to litigators is it's like, yeah, I know, I know how litigation works i i could talk to you about the structure but there are there are words you can put in that will be very helpful and there are words that you can leave out that would be very detrimental and mm -hmm. so again, you send them to a litigation specialist and you say they're going to take care of you even at like the cease and desist level it's like yeah you can frame this in specific ways that are help and yes i understand that is you want to talk about what a law license is or what the what your jd is yeah it's it's the magic words here's how you should say this thing here's how you should say this thing uh but uh yeah it's it, it's it's the truth I, in a, in a perfect world, I would have the legal system be significantly more transparent for people because I don't blame a single soul for like saying on bank and de novo. And, and like, those aren't related kind of concepts, but it's all Latin. We start getting into, you know, race ipsiloquitur and the actual legal standards and, and that are also Latin. Uh, and it's like, yeah, okay. We, we have put up certain barriers to protect the kind of cabal. Uh, and I would see them come down, but you know, the, that's, that's the the chat made an observation that you summoned Emily with your curse words this morning. And I think that's probably the most you accurate. That? You summoned her. Like that light went off. No, uh, that, happened. Oh, that, light, that happened. The, the ding light. There's it, a ding light that is also for Hogue swearing. Mm -hmm. that just goes off in Emily's room. And it's like, <gasps> I've no, been summoned. It, it, the, ch the chat has more power than you can imagine. Like the number of times where like I will show up in chat and Emily will like, someone will say, hang on, why is Rob here? We just summoned him and I will just show up and I'm like, yeah, okay. I guess my ears were burning. So Emily <laughs> was probably sitting there having her coffee and sure. then you said her and her ears started burning. It says, Hogue just said, Rick just said a curse word. That's I right. That's right. Speaking, speaking of Rick saying a curse word, here's our esteemed GM, Rick Unhinged. <laughs> Sometimes when the argument is so flatly ridiculous, BS is like the one curse I will use. Uh, because it's like, sometimes you just have to hit, you have to hit those plosives. You have to underline and highlight. No, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> no. Uh, thank you, David. It's good to see you. Apple pie with the swear jar donation. I, I appreciate it. Hey, 
like you know what I, I i know the words folks and sometimes they need to be used for rhetorical effect uh but that's that's in very special circumstances only jay jones but do you really know they can do better hogue do you really <laughs> laughing tongue out emoji with journalists look folks if you haven't figured it out this week, you're never going to figure it out. I am an eternal optimist. Life will not break me on that. I will continue to advocate, not for all journalists to die or to throw them under buses or trains or whatever. Oh but my instead, gosh. <laughs> but instead that you can do better. I know that you as a human being can do a little bit more homework, that you can make sure that what you are saying there in all of the five paragraphs before you start describing that she was last photographed in Spain, you can spend the time to go say, you know what? I think this says something a little different. This doesn't say brief at the top of this document at all. Your optimism just makes me want to give you a hug. <laughs> I'm never going to change, folks. I'm never going to change. Oh, my goodness. Moby, Mrs. Hogla. Oh, my God. Co-counsel got a super chat. <laughs> uh, Co-counsel. Show Waffle Making Masterclass, Waffle Bear, right? For those of you that didn't see it, we do have, as, as co-counsel pointed out, we do have an actual example of Waffle Bear here, if you haven't seen it before, um, which we do think will be making its way to, to some store or the other uh, pretty soon. Uh, but uh, the youngest Hoagling is very excited about all the people that love her work. And so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for putting up like the videos and the, the, the instances of gaming dino everywhere. It's kind of wild to see gaming dino everywhere. I'm not going to lie. Daniel Izzo, Virginia loves our Latin. My personal favorite, craving oyer. Oh, I got nothing, Rob. Asking, ask it. Well, crave, motion craving oyer. <sighs> So Oyer quite literally translates to to be heard. Um, but motion craving Oyer is when a document, when you refer to a document in a pleading, but the document is not attached to the pleading, you ask for the document to be attached to the pleading. And we have to use magic words to do that? We apparently have to use <laughs> magic words to do that. I will say this. We I end, think litigators uh, are more guilty of this than transactional guys. We have We have Latin words, right? We talk about these various things. Uh, in our contracts. But for the most part, I think the litigators are the ones that are really into the Wingardium Leviosa. You, you, you can't blame all, you can't really blame us because some judges like I it. Can't. Some judges hate it. Like some judges like just say, don't talk to me this way. And then other judges are like, I found your pleading to be remarkably uh, uh, informal. Uh, <laughs> Does that, did that judge have a monocle when he said that? <laughs> no, but I, the, I have a, some of my favorite judges are in um, Southwest, yeah, Southwest Virginia, and it's the yeah. you get the um, what is it the one I, Mister Morrison, if if you are appearing before my court, I expect a certain level of demeanor, so please address the court respectfully if you would. Yeah, sure, okay. Hey, you know what? If everybody wants to keep that up, that's good. And I think, Rob, you make an excellent point, which is part of it is you got to meet the judge where they live, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and so, yeah, I just it's one of those bugaboos that I have, which is like, well, man, I feel like we could we could make this more understandable for people uh, with a little just a little work on the edges. Uh, Ningal 1994. Thank you for all the support today. I become a prolific swearer working in a warehouse. Gosh darn it, just does not cut it when you drop something that weighs as much as you on your foot. I hear that, ma'am. Fair. Yep, Completely absolutely fair. fair. Totally fair. 
sometimes that's a pain response that can actually help. I, there, there are psychological studies on that. So, hey, go for it. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, Rob. Uh, this is uh, we, the super chats just keep coming in. I promise my cynicism, but I love your optimism. Please don't change. Hey, you know what? Reasonable minds can differ. And as long as we can engage on why I might be optimistic about something and why you might be cynical about something, and we can talk about that and maybe move one another in slightly different directions while still maintaining our core being, that's what growth and life is all about. What an awesome discussion to have with somebody that sees the world in a slightly different way than you. Absolutely. Okay. No, no, I'm wrong. Sending off bear love. You're wrong. <laughs> D-stank. Absolutely. All right. I think we're done. It's 9.15. Rob, you've been awesome here. Emily in you. chat, awesome to see you there. I uh, just want to let folks know uh, that we are going to have Casual Friday stream tomorrow. Uh, and I think I know what we're going to talk about, but it's like all Casual Fridays. We're going to be mostly focused on having fun. Uh, and getting ready for the weekend, chilling out with more of a topic of discussion than, than a strict headline. So get excited about that. We will see you there tomorrow. Thank you, everybody that's been in here today. It is 915. We have almost 1,500 people in the chat, which is awesome uh, for Hangouts and Headlines. So if you do like this stuff, leave a like on the way out. Uh, and otherwise, Rob, thank you so much for being here. That Sarah, squeezing one last one Told in you. here. Come for the optimism and sun. Stay for the spicy takes and curses. <laughs> laughing yep. on the floor emoji yes that's actually my advertising paradigm <laughs> stay, mm -hmm. stay for the spicy takes and curse words uh absolutely everybody have an absolutely fantastic thursday i will see you tomorrow probably we'll get another virtual legality up a lot of people really responded very well to yesterday's virtual legality episode on microsoft deciding to do a public pr tour on active regulatory investigations I don't know what everybody's doing, folks, but I'm loving it here in virtual reality. Check out those videos. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next one.